Hello and welcome to the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis. It is episode 51 and this week I'm going to do something slightly different. I'm going to talk about M&M because today, as you will probably know if you've been anywhere near the internet, M&M released a surprise album called Kamikaze and so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, give some of my first impressions of the album, having listened to it earlier when I went out for a walk. And just to bring it back to the idea of personal brand and creating a public persona for yourself. So there is some relevance to the normal themes of this show. Also, I'm a bit of an Eminem fan, and it's uh, this is an interesting thing that he's done, so I quite like to discuss it. But it may be a slightly shorter episode today. But I think it's uh, one that I'm kind of keen to do, and obviously it's on the day, so it has a certain topicality. And yeah, so let's dive into it. So basically, I got up this morning, logged into Twitter at about 7am on uh, in the morning GMT in London time, and one of the trending items on my Twitter feed was Eminem. So I gave it a click to see what it was all about. And yes, it turned out that Eminem had dropped, as they say, this album called Kamikaze. So of course, immediately I went onto my Spotify app and I downloaded the album. I didn't listen to it immediately though, because, and this is a slightly different topic, but because when I do writing, I don't like to listen to any music that is lyrically dense. Now, I used to listen to no music at all. I used to always write completely in silence. In the last year or so, I've sort of softened up on that a little bit. So I will listen to music now, sometimes when I'm writing at particular points in the writing process. But generally speaking, I won't be listening to anything with vocals or anything with too, you know, kind of, as I say, dense, intricate lyrics, because it just distracts me. And obviously Eminem is possibly the, the densest and most intricate lyricist possibly on the, on, the, on the entire planet. So if I was listening to a new Eminem album while I was trying to write, while I was trying to work, I would not be very productive. So I held off from listening to it, but then about lunchtime, I had to pop down to the shops to go and get something. So I stuck on the uh, earphones, had a wander around and listened to the album. Now, I've only heard it once, so I can't give an incredibly in-depth review and I won't be going into really any spoilers here or anything like that because, uh, you know, as I say, I can't, <laughs> I've only listened to it the one time. So this is not perhaps the most rounded view, maybe in a few days time, my review will be shaped a little bit by having slept on it and having had time to listen to the tracks again. But overall, I would say it's a bloody good album. And this, of course, comes in the face of, or sorry, in the on the tail of Revival, which only came out now. Was it the end of December or early January? Certainly I remember in London, listening to it around New Year's Eve and then the first few days of the new year when that album Revival came out. So it was around that time. Now, a big theme of Kamikaze that Eminem talks about throughout the album is the poor reception that Revival received and the poor sales that Revival got when it was released. So I had a look to see what the sales were because I remember 
hearing a little bit about this on social media. I didn't follow particularly closely, you know, the story of the album, how well it was doing or anything like that. But I did see a couple of tweets that were a little bit snarky against Eminem and they were saying that this hadn't sold very well. So according to Billboard, it um, shifted 267,000 album equivalent units with 197,000 of those being... Um, album sales in physical or digital formats. The, that's the first week figure, and that was significantly lower than the Marshall Mathers LP2, which sold 792,000 copies in its opening week. So yes, I mean, that is quite a massive jump. You're looking at 267,000 albums against 792,000 when the Marshall Mathers LP2 was released. So it's not surprising that then you've got people, I mean, I'm just looking on Google now, you've got videos here, somebody's got, got a video, Eminem's revival facing career all-time first week sales low. You know, there was all this talk that he had lost it, that it was, and people, I had a quick look at the, some of the critical reviews and people were saying the album was a bit unfocused. It was lyrically sort of all over the place. There was a lot of rock sampling on it, which people, I don't know, were a bit ambivalent about. There was also a lot of pop vocals on it. I think Ed Sheeran was on it actually, which is, you know, <laughs> kind of, um, I'm not a massive Ed Sheeran fan. I mean, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, I don't know, he's a middle of the road artist, isn't he? I mean, he's done a couple of songs that are quite good, but eh, him and Eminem, it's a bit like, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's a little bit, because it, it, it's just Eminem has always been very edgy. Eminem's always been this kind of, sort of very controversial character, I suppose, even even now he's in his late 40s and probably nearly 50. He's always had that kind of controversial side to him. He's been an iconoclast. He's been somebody who has said the unsayable. And that is why I like him. And I think that's probably why a lot of people like him. So then when you hear he's doing a track, he's doing tracks with Beyonce, which is okay. And Ed, um, Ed Sheeran, which is a bit, uh, then it's a little bit disappointing because it feels like a softening of what he was, what he was about. And that's not what we want. Um, so, yeah, so that album came out. And, uh, but when you then look into it in a little bit more depth, it's, we can't say this was a massive, massive failure because actually, uh, duh, 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 duh. let's have a look here. In fact, it was his eighth consecutive album to top the US Billboard 200 where... As I say, it sold 267,000 copies. So he is the first musical act to have had eight entries in a row debut at the top of the charts. So, and then the next week he got knocked off, as they say, by Taylor Swift. So he was number one for a week, but he was the eighth musical act to, uh, sorry, he was the only musical act to have had eight entries in a row, which by any standards is quite an achievement. So, it's a, it's a complex picture because on the one hand, yes, he clearly is selling, or he clearly with that record sold a lot less than he had back in the day. And I don't have the, the figures for the original Marshall, Marshall Mathers LP in front of me. But look, I mean, basically we're looking at an artist who was enormous for many, many years and now appears to have a shrinking audience um, to some extent. 
But nevertheless, he is still one of the biggest selling artists in, in the world. So it's a bit of a mixed picture. Um, you can't say, and he refers to this on Kamikaze because a lot of Kamikaze, as I said, from my first listen, is lyrically about the reception to Revival, how he felt about it, how he feels about the critics, how he feels about the industry in general. And one of the points that he makes is that it's ridiculous to refer to something like Revival as being a failure when actually, you know, for anybody else, it would be an enormous, massive success. If he was a first-time rapper, it would have been, you know, an incredible success to be celebrated. But because of the, the heights that he's come from, it looks and feels a bit like a letdown. Now, I've heard Robbie Williams say something similar to this as well. He, another artist from around a similar sort of period, my heyday, guys, uh, being a similar, I'm a similar age to those guys myself. Um, yeah, Robbie as well would say, look, I mean, I don't sell the records that I sold in the 90s or the early 2000s, but I'm still selling a hell of a lot more records than most other people. So, you know, do you look at that as a failure or, or as a success? And it's, you know, it depends how you weigh it up. Anyway, Eminem on this new album, Kamikaze, comes back with a bang. And to give some context to that, I'll just give you my overall impression of Revival first, because as I say, the two are really intrinsically linked. So I listened to Revival in January, as I say, or it was late December. I think it was even New Year's Eve, I think I was listening to it. And I remember why, because I had at that point come back to London from Berlin. So I've been staying in Berlin in the last quarter of last year. And then I sort of made this decision to reverse that and come back to London. So I come back to London. I didn't have anywhere to stay because I was waiting for my new apartment in London to be free, to be ready. So I booked an Airbnb for a couple of days and I booked this lovely little Airbnb studio over in Marleybone. Um, which is quite a nice part of town just off Oxford Street. Very, very nice little place. And, and in there, I did quite a lot of work actually on my business. I sat down and I've got loads of sheets of paper, which I need to go through now actually, or soon, uh, just to make sure where I am on, on track. But I, I wrote all of this stuff about where I wanted to take the business, where I wanted to take my content and everything else. And it was, it was a really nice couple of days. It was really productive. And I felt like I was you know, really getting myself on track. And then the album dropped, and I remember I was, I had somebody staying with me, and I stuck on the album in the morning on um, Spotify, and we had it on, and I just thought, oh, it was a little bit, it was a bit of a letdown. I mean, there were some good place, parts on it, there were some good lyrics, as you would expect, there were some good little, little riffs and things, but it was just a bit of a letdown. There were all of these rock samples on it, slightly cheesy. I didn't really like the Beyonce single, not because I don't like Beyonce. I mean, I've, I think she's done some fantastic stuff and, you know, she's a great artist, but I felt the Beyonce single was, a, I, I didn't get into it. I thought it was a little bit bland. The Ed Sheeran one was kind of a bit bland. It was, it was all right. You know, there was nothing really on there that really grabbed me. And so, it became one of those albums. Maybe I listened to a couple of the tracks again. Very quickly, it went off my playlist. I just didn't, I just stopped listening to it. And then, and I tend to 
jump around a bit with my music anyway. So there'll be periods I'm listening to rap or hip hop, then I'll be listening to rock, then I'll be listening to tech, to techno or house music, and I go in phases with these things. But it was certainly not an album that I listened to with any enthusiasm beyond that first listening really i just sort of kind of forgot about it moved into my new flat got caught up with my work and that was it and i didn't really play it again so bit of a surprise for me and obviously for everybody else on the planet when kamikaze dropped because it's only what eight months later and he's dropped a new album it was unannounced Nobody was expecting it. Nobody knew that it was going to come out. And this is, has become a bit of a trend, hasn't it, in the music industry? We saw uh, David Bowie doing something similar before his death when he dropped uh, that album the next day without any fanfare. And then I think he dropped another album. I think he dropped the last album, Lazarus, just a few months later. So we're in this space now where artists, it's no longer this kind of make an album, there's a tour, then two years later the next album comes out, and then two years after that the next album comes out. There's much more, because of the digital space and distribution channels, it's much easier now for an artist just to drop a random album in when you're not expecting it. Um, you know, so none of us expected this Eminem album to, to drop, so obviously kind of exciting. And um, yeah, I mean, as I say, from that first listen, this is an incredible improvement on revival it's very very different it's very it's starkly different saying that I, I think there was actually being completely fair to revival i think there was a track i think there was a couple of tracks on it that were, were okay there's a couple of tracks that were a bit more spiky that were either on the album or were sort of additional tracks i remember hearing at the time and thinking yeah this this is okay but um but kamikaze anyway is a lot harder it's a lot spikier it's him really taking aim at his critics and telling them where to go it's him taking issue with all of the people that slagged off revival he's coming back and telling them all in no uncertain terms what he thinks of, of them why he's the greatest why he is a phenomenon why they should all be bowing down before him effectively rather than criticizing him so as i say it's only been the one listen so i can't really sort of go into quotes or anything like that i can't even really talk about individual songs but this is these are just my overall impressions and what i was thinking when i listened to it and why i wanted to talk about it on the podcast is this really keys into this whole thing about personal brand because you know eminem has got one of the most recognizable brands on the planet really i mean he is somebody who has made his whole career off the back of talking about his life. Now, of course, he's a very skilled artist as well. He's, a, he's a, one of the greatest rappers that's ever lived. He's one of the greatest lyricists that's ever lived, both as a rapper and I would argue as a, as a pop lyricist in general. He is, the man is, is a genius. But his content is always intimately about his own life. So in that sense, and you know, you could say the same maybe of Taylor Swift, you could say the same of, of many, many uh, pop artists, but what they're doing, although they're creating records, but what they're doing is, and what Eminem does, is he uses his life as the raw material to make his art. And he is, he makes himself incredibly vulnerable. He will talk about his family, he's talked about his mother, his wife, his um, Kim, his ex-wife, his children. He's talked about his drug issues, his recovery, his alcoholism, the death of his best friend, 
all of these different things, incredibly painful, difficult things he has talked about on his records. And I would say that one of the reasons that he is one of the most loved musicians or rappers in the world or, you know, one of the most loved pop artists in the world is because he has been so vulnerable with his audience. So, and this we can apply to the personal brand space because he is not somebody who's ever attempted to look perfect in front of his audience. He has, in fact, done the opposite. He's basically said to his audience, look, I'm a drug addict. I'm a, you know, I'm a, 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 I'm a white trash waster. I'm this, I'm that. This is what I am. And people have loved him for it anyway. And he's also shared more, vul more sort of emotional things as well about, you know, his love for his daughter, his love for his ex-wife before they, they split, you know, infidelity, all of these different things. Really quite embarrassing things to, to be sharing on a, you know, in, in public on a worldwide forum, and yet he's done it. And I believe that when artists do that, that's when they're really loved. When artists cut themselves open on stage and bleed in front of the audience, that is when people really, really love them. So we're not talking... I'm going to be rude again about um, Ed Sheeran here, and this is perhaps unfair because I'm not an Ed Sheeran fan. It's kind of hard to quantify these things. But if you, if you could quantify it, is Eminem more loved than Ed Sheeran? I would guess he probably is. And I think the reason for that is, although Ed Sheeran is undoubtedly incredibly talented and he's a great songwriter and everything else, I mean, I'm not a fan, I'm just saying that objectively. I would say that Eminem has shared more of his darkness. Eminem has shared more of his inner turmoil. You know, the real, Eminem has shared more of the real emotional interior landscape of himself with his audience. He's bled in front of the audience in a way that I haven't seen Ed Sheeran doing. And as a result, I would imagine that Eminem is the more loved artist, if you can quantify that. I'm not really sure how you do quantify it. Do you do it by record sales? Well, not necessarily because, you know, th that's not really what it's about. We're not talking just about numbers here. We're talking about levels of engagement. So that's just me. That's just a, a guess. It's off the top of my head. I may be wrong. But my point anyway is that the more open you are, the more naked you are before your audience, the more loved you're going to be. And I think that's why Eminem has won out. And what's really interesting for me about Kamikaze is that he's still being open, but this time he's being open about something that's actually quite, for an artist, is sort of quite shameful. I mean, his album didn't, didn't do very well. He's, he's basically getting back at all these people that thought his album was a bit shit and all these people that are saying Eminem's lost it, he's old, he's not what he was, blah de blah de blah Now, as public, if you're a public figure, and obviously Eminem is a huge public figure. If you're running a personal brand like I am, you are sort of a public figure in a very, very small way. Um, you're advised by some people not to come back to critics. So if, for example, I get negative reviews on, on Amazon about my books, which I have, then I, you know, the advice is always, well, don't respond. Let them, let them say what they want to say. Just be dignified, rise above it you know, move on, bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. 
you get similar kind of advice with trolls. You know, you're not really, they say don't feed the trolls. You know, are you meant to get into big arguments with trolls on, say, your Twitter feed? I mean, some people do. Does it look a bit bad if people see you arguing with these random people? Yeah, probably. But it's, it's arguable because, on the other hand, you might get people rooting for you as well. So, you know, there, there, are, there are different views that you can take of this. But the point is, what Eminem's done on this album is he's effectively broken the unwritten law that says, OK, rise above your critics. Don't just ignore it. Just move on to the next thing. He's done completely the opposite. He's turned around and he said, well, fuck you. <laughs> um, you know, you slagged off this album. Well, fuck you. Bloody, bloody, blah. And I think that's an incredible thing. And it's quite bitter. I mean, you know, it's not... It, it, this isn't all sweetness and light, this album. He's very open and honest about the fact that, yes, yeah, so he says, I think at one point, I've lost a third of my audience. Or I'm down to a third of my audience or something like that. Um, you know, he's, he's very open about what could be regarded as the artistic failure and commercial relative failure of his last album which you know and a lot of artists wouldn't do that a lot of artists would let's say try and sweep it under the carpet really they just move on from it they wouldn't acknowledge it what he's done is acknowledged it but the reason i think it's cool that he's done that is because it makes him very very human because the reality is most of us, when we do something, we don't actually want to get... We don't, and it gets slagged off. We don't really want to just sit back and, say, and be very zen about it and say, OK, well, that's their opinion, that's fine, blah 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 Really, we want to get on the, on the microphone or we want to get on Twitter or we want, we want to record a song or whatever and we want to tell them what we think of them. You know, we want to put them... We want to argue back, and that's what he's doing. Now, you could say, well, that's a bit immature, he shouldn't have done that. And, and actually, there's even a joke about that on the album. There's a skit with his, um, his manager, Paul, one of those vocal skits that they do, with the manager saying, oh, I don't think this is a good idea, Am, you know, what are you going to do? If people don't like this one, are you going to come back and criticise those people? And, you know, <laughs> this is not a good path to be going on. So they even make a joke about, a sort of meta joke about, about the fact that he's doing this. But, um, as I say, I think it's cool because it's very, very human. You know, it's very human to want to get one... It's very human to want to rail against our critics. It's very human to want to tell people to fuck off. And the other thing as well, it's very... Um, how can I put this? It's, it's very symptomatic of the addict personality because the addict personality, and I know this from my own experience of being somebody who drank a lot of alcohol, you know, was, was alcoholic, was addictive, and then went into recovery, as Eminem has as well. And one of the key hallmarks of the addictive personality is that you are very pro, you're very sensitive and you're very prone to resentment. And so when, and this is true probably of most people, but certainly it's very true of people with that addictive personality. So when people come at you, the natural instinct, there's an overwhelming natural instinct in the addict to go back at them and to give it back to them two barrels and this is <laughs> this is what Eminem's done on this album and I sort of wonder if he spoke to his sponsor uh, before releasing this thing because that's kind of what he's done it's a sort of an outburst of anger and frustration and rage and humiliation and you know probably some sadness in there as well I mean but all of that is incredible because how different is this 
to the kind of anodyne pop music that we get from other people where everything's all sweetness and light and it's all fine and it's all rainbows and happy and blah 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 This is the complete opposite of that. And in a sense, Eminem now, as I say, he's coming up to 50. I don't know if he's 50 yet, but he's getting there. He's becoming one of these older men in pop and some of the guys that I like who are older, I like people like Nick Cave, if you know him, the Australian artist. I like Tom Waits. There are others as well. You know, bitterness and negativity and wanting to get revenge on people are a part of life. And they're particularly a part of life for people as they start to get older because there are scores to be settled. There are injustices that you feel happen. And also, and this is important, you also start to see younger people than you starting to come up through the ranks and to take over. And I don't think it's any coincidence that Eminem talks about people like um, Lil Yachty on the album, who he, he has a bit of a dig at, and some younger artists who basically, clearly, you know, arguably not being as talented as Eminem, are coming along and stealing the crown effectively. So Eminem, in this sense, becomes almost like a Shakespearean character. He becomes like a sort of a King Lear, you know, forgotten on the throne, railing against railing against modernity, railing against what's happening to him. And I just think that's an incredible thing. And it's a, it's a moving thing. It's an emotional thing. As I said, it's a very, very human thing. And, you know, some people aren't going to like it. Now, I looked on Twitter today, and actually the, the response so far to this seems to be very, very good. And I think it's because the, the tracks are very strong. M's flow is very strong, lyrically it's good, you know, it's everything really that Revival should have been and wasn't. So people are responding favourably to it. But there may be some people who say, well, this is a bit sad, you know, he should have just gone into a corner quietly and, you know, just, just gone out of the public eye for a couple of years and then come back with something else. Well, that's one view, but I think that this album will endear... Eminem even further to his core fan base than had he not done it. And I think that it may even win him some new fans because I think we can identify with what he's going through here. I think we can identify with what he's saying. And what I want to wrap this up with, what I want to leave you with, is how this applies to you if you are somebody who is if you're an artist or if you're somebody who is building a personal brand or if you're creating work that you put out yourself into public. And it certainly taught me a lesson because I've probably held back a little bit in the last few months with some of my content because I've made this move now to this content where I'm talking about, you know, building a personal brand, having a business, blah, blah, blah. Am I being as honest as I could be in that content? Well, I don't think I'm being dishonest, um, but it's a bit of a contrast to some of the stuff that I was doing last year when I was writing about dating and I was writing about a lot of the really disastrous things that had happened to me in relationships and in the dating space. And with this new stuff, I'm being a little bit more, probably a little bit more cagey about it. And what Eminem's done with his album is he's been really fucking raw. He's been really honest. He said, like, this, <laughs> you know, I've lost a load of my audience. People don't like me anymore. There are other people overtaking me. And these people are wrong for not listening to me. So he's actually railing against the critics and really exposing himself to, to criticism for doing that because people could say, well, that's, you know, as I said, that's a bit pathetic, that's a bit sad or whatever, which I don't think it is, but people might take that view. So what... K 
Kamikaze has taught me or reminded me so far is that I think just being vulnerable and being very raw is always a good thing to do. Now, it's a courageous thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. I've put out posts in the past where I thought, Jesus, what are people going to think of this? You know, <laughs> and actually, in general, the response is good and people kind of get it. And, and the, the posts where I've been, the articles and the, the writing where I've been most vulnerable has been the writing that's been the best received by people. And I think that's what Eminem's going to see with this album, because this is a lot more real in many ways than the last one, Revival seems to be so i think it's a cool album i'm certainly going to be listening to it again later on i may have different thoughts on it um after that so maybe i'll do a follow-up to this or i'll write something about it i don't know but i hope it's been of interest to you do check out the album it's on spotify now and you i'm sure you can get it in other places as well obviously you can buy it um if you buy cds and or on itunes or whatever so give it a listen and do let me know what you think. And I hope that you get the point of this. I hope you can see how this sort of links back to this idea about personal branding. Because, as I said, Eminem is one of the biggest personal brands in the, in, on the planet. And so if we can't learn from him, then, you know, we need to go back to the drawing board. And I think there is a lot to be learned from what he's done here i just love the i just love the sort of the rawness just the honesty of it and and also his unwillingness to to take lying down this kind of disappointing failure of his last project which must have been a blow to him you know so yeah interesting stuff it's a good album uh some of the tunes i really really like already and as i say it's only the first spin so do give it a listen and let me know what you think and make sure that you join my daily email. The link will be in the description below. I'll leave it there. Bye-bye.